Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm so glad to be with you, and this is going to be a great segment because we're going to talk about the innocence that God wants to use in your life. And today, my guest is Zach Davis. Hello, Zach. Hello. Thank you for being my guest. Zach is a young man, 23 years of age. Yes. Been married to beautiful Lauren for about a year and a half, and no children yet. And uh, he's been involved in student ministry for last two and a half years. Yes, two yeah. and a half years. How did you enjoy that? It's been incredible. Um, so a little bit of my story. I didn't get saved until I was 18 years old, and it was at a church camp. And the camp speaker talked about going all in for God. And I was drinking and smoking and in, a, in adulterous relationships with girls. And when I gave it all to him, I had no idea what it would look like. But just through obedience and a childlike faith, I was able to see what the Lord can do in a simple yes by being able to now pour into students and share my testimony of where the Lord's taken me in the last six years. Well, that's incredible. So... Zach has been pouring into students, high school students mainly, and, yeah. and junior high students, mainly high school? Mainly high school, but a lot of middle schoolers okay. coming up now. And so now you are, are stepping away from that into a position in a church. Yes. What will you be doing there in Austin, Texas, near Austin, Round Rock? Yes. Um, so right now I've been a missionary to the schools of the United States, and now I'm going to be the youth pastor at a church in Round Rock where I'll be able to mainly disciple and build up and develop students in a more relational way. That's good. And you know, I like to bring young people on this production because I want to stay relevant. I want to stay young. I want to see what God is doing, not in the next generation, but in your generation. Yes. I mean, it's, it's busy, it's alive and well. And so I have a scripture that I want to read. Jesus, you know, uh, Muslims, teach that Jesus is a prophet and a healer. Uh, there are a lot of different religions that believe in Jesus. We believe in Jesus as the son of God. And Jesus as the son of God lived here on earth. And when we look at what Mark wrote in chapter 10, he said, they were bringing children to Jesus so that he could touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. I mean, the Jesus own followers were saying, get those kids off of Jesus, get them away. He's not Santa Claus. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Don't hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of God. And he went on to say, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child won't enter in. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. I love this story of Jesus. It shows his heart. It shows his tender compassion. And it teaches us how he wants us to be. Yes. So you, I love how you just threw your testimony out there. You know, you're not ashamed of who you were. You were without Christ. Yes. You didn't know how you were supposed to live. You accepted Christ, which we call being saved, believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Uh, what are you saved from? From eternal damnation. And you were then welcome into the kingdom of God, heaven. So you came as a little child and I love that you still have this sense of innocence. How are you going to maintain that sense of innocence in your life as you get older? Yes. 
I think it's just through radical obedience to the Holy Spirit and what he's continuing to speak to us, even as we get older. And through that, we were able to see in the transition from being missionaries to schools in the United States to then becoming student pastors. One of the things that we asked God for was, would you help us break our lease in our apartment? Uh Would you help us with all of our moving expenses? And would you help my wife be able to go fully remote with her job with no issues? And out of our yes. Okay, hold on. Those are big requests. Yes. All very big big requests. All big. All big. And it was a lofty request to God, but we're his children. Right. And I remember even my wife saying, well, is that a you thing or is that a God thing? Oh. And I said, well, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a me thing, but the Lord as our father wants to respond in a loving and compassionate and faithful way because he wants to bless those that do good for him. Right. And as we were praying and fasting and praying, God, what church should we go to? How should we go about this? Well, we found the church and through the interview process, the pastor said, hey, we know that being young in ministry is very difficult, especially being student pastors because it doesn't pay a lot of money. But they said, what we can guarantee is that we will break your lease the entire amount. We will pay for a down deposit on your your new apartment and we'll pay for all of the moving expenses, the U-Haul, everything. Man, that's incredible. Incredible. But God wasn't finished. My, my wife's boss at her, at her job said, hey, not only as a thank you um, for working so diligently in the last year, we can help you go remote. We can help you um, get all of your office supplies, such as a computer, a laptop, monitors, everything. We're going to do it for free. But we also want to give you a $3,000 check in wow. the mail because of your diligence and how faithful you've been to this company. Man, so the that's, Lord, that's powerful. The Lord responds. The yeah. Lord is alive and active and wants to speak to us as children. And sometimes you just got to be willing to walk unashamed to the Lord and go, I don't, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do, but Lord, would you guide my path and make it straight for me? And out of that obedience, and step of faith, he will respond. That's what he does. Perfect. Well, let's go back to the story that Mark told. Jesus is there ministering to adults, parents. And uh, back in Jesus' day, they probably didn't have babysitters. I think kids just were property, and they went wherever their parents went and did whatever. And so they were there listening to Jesus as well. And there was a time when Jesus said, hey, all those little kids over there playing on the ground, let them come over here. And so somebody goes and gets the kids. They bring them to Jesus. The disciples around Jesus like, get those kids away from him because kids were supposed to not even be seen even or heard. And they had no rights. You know, they were just little, not even, a, they were just little. So Jesus said, no, he became indignant. I want these kids here. And he held them and loved them. So little kids, let's say these kids were probably from four five up to 10, 11 years of age. What, at that age, 5 to 11, what are kids thinking of? What are their needs? What, do, what, what would you think those kids would, what are their things they're thinking of? Yeah, not house payments. No, no, not, not at car all. Car payments. What, what are they thinking of? Uh, a, a lot of the time, 
kids are looking for an identity. Okay. Yeah. They, they don't know where to find it. They right. find it maybe in their achievements. They find it in their earthly mother, their earthly father. Right. And ultimately, when we can point them back to Jesus right. and back to God going, this is your father. This right. is who you've been called to be as children of God. That helps guide them and set them on a path to where they could build a a relationship for themselves. I love that answer. You know, a, a few weeks ago, I spoke in our church in Texas about family and the communion of the family. And I said something that could be deemed controversial, but I, I said to the parents, I said, your kids don't need more religion. They don't need more church. They don't need more Christianity. They need more of you. The apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And when parents, when leaders follow Christ, kids follow leaders. You know, we don't have to cram a bunch of stuff down kids' throats. We got to love them. And that's what Jesus was doing. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves Zach. He just told you these incredible testimonies out of an innocent response and request from his wife. Jesus loves me. Jesus believes in all of us. And when I was a kid, you know, five to 10 years old, I didn't even know when I needed new jeans. My mom would say, oh, you're growing, your jeans are short. I didn't know. God knows before you know, because he's your loving father. I didn't know I needed three square meals a day to grow. Thankfully, my parents did. I, I liked sleeping in dry environments, but I didn't know what it, it took to keep a roof over my head. I didn't know what it took to keep a vehicle maintained to get us to where we need. I didn't think of any of that no. stuff. Not once did my parents ask me to remodel the house. They, they didn't ask me to do things beyond my comprehension. It was a simple life. And that's what God's calling us to, a simple life. He's not asking us to do science project stuff in the spirit realm. He's asking us to trust him and come as little kids. And so that's what your wife did. Yes. Like, hey, here's what I need. I don't know how to do it. And that's what Jesus loves. When we say, I don't know, but I know you know. And that's how he receives glory out of your life. So I'm hearing a prophetic word for a lady named Ruby. I don't know who you are, Ruby, or where you're at or what nation you're watching, because this goes to a lot of nations in the world. But I'm hearing the Lord saying, let go, come as a little child and trust. Just trust and watch what he's able to do, because it will be above and beyond what you can ask or think or imagine. And as Zach's telling you his story, I love how he was so open and forthright with his past because it's not who you are anymore. No. That's not your identity. No. You don't look like any of that. You don't look like a partier. You don't mm -hmm. look like an adulterer. You look, you come across as very innocent because you have the, the heart of a child before yes. God now. That's what's attractive about you. And that's what God is asking you to do. And so Today, would you release, not just Ruby, everybody watching, would you release your pride, your know-how, your knowledge, your ideas, maybe even your dreams and your visions of what your life is supposed to look like and trust God? We're at a youth conference in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, I just spoke with a friend of mine, Jason Exley, on generosity. I shared how the Lord had me at one point, give away all my clothes. And I got to keep one set of clothes. And he told me, don't shop for yourself for a year. And I was a little freaked out, honestly, but I obeyed. He didn't tell me other people were gonna buy me clothes, so it worked out. <laughs> uh, 
I shared that testimony. I shared how it, it was a difficult time in mine and my wife's life financially, how she was pregnant, nearly nine months pregnant, and just a lot was going on. There was a, a young couple sitting in the front row when I was speaking, and she kept wiping tears away. After I spoke, she came and talked to me and said, uh, I was laid off my job. We're youth pastors. We don't make a lot of money. It's tight right now. And I'm thinking, what do we need to do? And I heard the Lord say, give away all your savings because we do have savings. That's what we're living on. Give away all your savings to missionaries. And she said, I told God, you got to tell my husband. I, I, that's not my decision. So she leaned over to him after we all prayed and said, what's God saying? Because I'm hearing God say we're supposed to give all our savings away. So they're about to share it in the next session. That's childlike because you don't know and, and what's going to happen next. And I told her, I said, I'm nearly 60 and God has asked me to do that three times financially, give away our life savings. So, you know, really I should be very alarmed with my life, but I'm not because no matter how old I am, everything I am is because of him. And yes. if I'm 90, I want to be like a kid and you're 23 like a kid, I'm 59 like a kid. It's a mentality, it's not a, not a date, it's a mentality. So, Zach, how are you gonna stay, how are you gonna stay like a kid? Because I love the innocence you have. How are you gonna, how are you gonna stay there? Yes, um, one, of, one of the uh, mentors in my life, he told me, Zach, a position, money, you name it, whatever can be attributed to your name, if it, if it is brought to you out of a performance mentality or a performance, you will have to maintain a, perform, a performance to have all of those things. But a worship lifestyle oh, can be obtained and lived out practically and spiritually all of your life, no matter if you're 23 or you're 93, and continuing to go, God, I am broken without you. I have nothing. If I die tomorrow, all of the things that I have financially, all of the things that I have on, on paper, they mean nothing in heaven. They will pass away. The earth will pass away. But your word remains the same. And your word says to come to me. Come all that are broken. And I will, I will lift your head. I'll do those things. And continuing to have a heart of worship every single day in a posture saying, God, without you, I don't want to continue. I don't want to, to preach another message unless right. your Holy Spirit is active and there with me, giving me the words to speak, giving me the heart and awareness to give away all that I own. And that's what God ultimately wants. It is. It's he, all his anyway, yeah, isn't it? He wants a posture. He wants right. the heart. It would be it would be like if you handed me a hundred dollar bill right now and told me, give it to the first person you see in the lobby of the church that we're currently in. Right. I wouldn't think twice about you it. Go do it. I would give the hundred dollar bill away because I know it's not mine to keep. Right. Because you told me to give it away. And that's what God does for us. He gives us blessing. He gives us a financial blessing and all these other things to be able to give it unto others. And ultimately, because he's a good father, he'll give it back to you. Right. But he's first asking, will you, right. will you sacrifice? Will you be obedient? Wow. That's beautiful. Zach, thank you.
for sharing that. And I know you and Lauren are going to do exceptionally well in uh, your new position. You're ready for it. God's going to teach you some things. And so keep this innocence and watch what God's going to do. And to you guys, uh, aren't you glad that Zach spoke into us today? And aren't you thankful that Mark wrote about kids and how he wants us to stay childlike, how Jesus loves that? And I say this often, Jesus believed in those children because Jesus thinks we can do anything. Zach, he thinks you can do anything. He thinks I can do anything. And he thinks you can do anything. What do you think? Why don't you match the thoughts of Jesus and just say yes? I want to thank you for being my partner. I want to thank you for being my friend. If you're listening on Charisma Podcast, thank you for joining in today. If you're watching on Eternal Life TV, thank you. I love to come to the nations of the world. I'm going to two nations in the next two months that are closed. And one, I'll be going and speaking to 30,000 pastors. Be What an opportunity. Not just 30,000 people, but 30,000 pastors in a nation that is being, uh, it's under attack right now. And then the next month, we'll be going to another nation, another closed nation, and speaking into 1,500 pastors. That nation is even more closed. I wish I could tell you the names of these nations. Afterwards, I will. I'll show pictures, testimonials. We'll rejoice at what God is doing. But I don't, because of social media, I don't want to tell you now because I don't want to stop that situation. If you could partner with me, here's a way you can give online. Help me get there. Go with me. There are some things that cannot be done through media. You got to go and do it in person. And these are two, two of those things. So thank you for going with me. Thank you for your innocence. Thank you for your generosity. Zach, thank you for being my guest today. Blessings to you all. Continue to walk and live in hope. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.